Welcome to Boxside Chats, a podcast for the community by the community of Occoquan Bay Performance. Boxside Chats will discuss all things CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifting, fitness, health, nutrition, and interview members of our community to share your personal stories, inspiration, and goals. Now, here are your hosts. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Boxside Chats, the Occoquan Bay Performance Podcast. I am your host, Nick, and today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, the topic of sleep. All right, we all have very busy lives, work, family, fitness, fun, all those good things, and sometimes we forget that sleep is just as important as nutrition and the hard work we put in the gym and that sacrifice the first thing to be sacrificed is sleep without even thinking about all the effects that's going to have on us. You know, we're not going to wake up ready to attack our day. We're going to be groggy. We're not going to perform well at our workplace or in our career. We're not going to want to spend that quality time with our family because we're fatigued. And then important to Occoquan Bay performance in our life and fitness, we're not going to perform well in the gym. Our body's not going to recover. We're not going to be able to build that muscle through the night. Um, prevent a lot of that soreness and be ready to attack our next workout. Okay. So today we're going to talk about a few life hacks. We're going to go through, you know, how long you should sleep, some things to help you sleep more efficiently, get to sleep more efficiently. And then some things as far as nutrition, diet, uh, things you can drink, eat, uh, put into your system that hopefully will set you up for success, uh, with your sleep and, prepare you to really attack your day and hit those goals that we talked about in our last episode. So first thing we're going to talk about is how long to sleep. So a lot of people know that we sleep in cycles. Your typical cycle of sleep from your light sleep to your deep sleep and then back to that light sleep lasts about 90 minutes. So to make the most efficient use of your sleep and ensure that you're getting or you're waking up in the light sleep, and not waking up in your deep sleep, which can cause you to be groggy, which can cause you to feel fatigued throughout your day, you should plan to sleep in multiples of 90 minutes. So it would be awesome to set the goal to sleep nine hours, get a lot of quality time in your sleep. But if you can't get that nine, that's not going to work for you. Then go seven and a half hours. All right. Hit that seven and a half hours, wake up inside of the light cycle of your sleep, and you're going to wake up refreshed. You're not going to be groggy and you'll be ready to attack your day. All right. So remember that 90 minute cycles as, as you go to bed, if you see the time on the clock, hey, let me calculate 90 minute cycles and hopefully hit that seven and a half hour mark. Next, we're going to talk through how to get to sleep more efficiently. So there's some things a lot of people do that can create some insomnia, create some restlessness, and not allow them to get to sleep. So the first one we're going to talk about is avoiding doing any planning for your next day or long-term planning at least three hours prior to going to sleep. I know a lot of times we finish your day, maybe you have dinner, you hit the gym, and then after that, you know, an hour or right before you go to bed, you sit down and start thinking about your next day. So... Let's avoid doing that. Try to do it three hours prior. At the end of your workday, maybe before you come to the gym, before dinner, take a few minutes, sit down, write down those detailed tasks that you need to accomplish the next day. You know, If you have goals you want to hit this week, goals you want to hit this month, or there are things that you just know you have to do, 
next day to set yourself up for success moving forward. Write those things down at the end of your workday. Know that you're ready to attack the next day and put that aside. No more thinking, no more planning. It's time to relax. It's time to decompress before going to bed. You don't want to cause those deep thoughts, the brainstorming that comes with that planning. All right, so three hours prior to going to bed, knock those things out and then set them aside and get ready to relax. You know, I, I struggle with this a lot. At a certain point, I went through a, a phase of writing down my goals and my task right before I went to sleep. And at, as I would get writing, obviously, I would start thinking about, okay, how am I going to make that happen? You know, where am I going to go next? The deep thoughts start flowing into my brain, and I'm laying in bed, and the mind's just racing, trying to get more and more info, and I'm not able to relax and fall asleep. So let's avoid that. Three hours prior, knock those things out and move on. Next. Eliminate all screens from the bedroom. In the year of 2015, the year of our Lord, every single person's got the iPhone or the, the big Samsung phone. We've got the iPad, the laptop, the tablet, the TV, the flat screen hanging on the wall. Take all those things out of your bedroom, okay? We're creatures of habit. If you train your body, you establish that habit that the bedroom is for sleep, relaxation, and maybe a couple other activities that aren't social media and that require screens or technology, then when, you're bo- when you get into bed, your body will know, hey, it's time to, to relax. It's time to get to bed. But if you're going in every night, you're on your phone, you're on your laptop, you're watching TV, you're stimulating the mind, your body's not going to know that the bed is for sleep. It's going to think, oh, we're in bed, time to watch TV. All right, this can lead to insomnia. Uh, actually, a study in 2013 published in the Behavioral Sleep Medicine Journal found that computer and mobile phone use before bed was positively correlated with insomnia. In addition to that, having devices such as phones and tablets on in the bedroom emitting light and noise throughout the night can disrupt our sleep cycles. Okay, I'm a big um, proponent of taking the phone away from the nightstand. You know, I'll admit I use mine as my alarm clock, I think, because I just don't trust a regular alarm clock for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's on batteries or I've just used my phone for so long. But I want to get to the point where I take that away, use a regular alarm clock because people will text or social media updates will come in throughout the night. The phone lights up. All of a sudden, you're stimulated. Somehow, it wakes you up, and now you're up for an extended period of time, and it disrupted your sleep. Maybe you come out of that deep sleep that we already talked about, your REM sleep, and now your whole night is messed up. So uh, a tip for that, a lot of phones have your airplane mode. Turn on airplane mode before you go to sleep. That's going to not allow any updates, any calls, any messages to come in. Turn that back on once you wake up, and then you get the full night of sleep, the quality sleep. Obviously, I understand you know, parents, uh, family, uh, if they need to contact you, maybe that's not an option, but just something to, to use if you're able. So if you're not going to use all those screens and everything that's going to stimulate your mind with lights and excitement, possibly you're going to read. Now, if you're going to read, let's focus on only reading fiction, okay? Just like the planning and just like the technology and the screens, nonfiction tends to lead to deep thought, to stimulation, to planning, and on the other end of the spectrum, fiction is just kind of the mindless entertainment, 
Okay. You're not so attached to it. It's not causing deep thoughts or planning to the future. You know, when I read a lot of business books or when I was in the military, a lot of military books, it would constantly cause me to think and rethink and drive me into the night when I should be getting quality sleep. And I would end up, Hey, I'm going to plan to read five pages before I go to sleep. Next thing I know, I'm 35 pages in and I've wasted an hour of sleep. And now my 90 minute intervals of sleep are all sorts of thrown off because I have to be up at a certain time and I'm not getting the quality sleep. So if you're going to read, read fiction, get that mindless entertainment. And I think a lot of times that'll just put you to sleep, which is obviously the goal of being in bed anyways. All right. Now we're going to switch focus. Uh, recap those, avoid planning three hours prior to bed, eliminate all your screens from the bedroom, become a creature of habit, train your body that the, the bed is for sleep and a couple other specific activities, not for social media, TV, goals, planning, all that kind of stuff. And if you're going to read, read fiction in bed as opposed to nonfiction, moving on to like the nutrition side, uh, hacks, first thing, things to avoid Avoid alcohol or other stimulants a minimum of three hours prior to bed. Obviously, if you're out on a night on the town, like some of you uh, choose to do, myself included occasionally, the more alcohol you drink, obviously, it's going to take longer and longer to process. And we've all been there where, yeah, it'll put you to sleep, but halfway through the night, you're going to wake up or you're going to start waking up early, early morning and be like, oh, what is happening? That's because your body is still processing the alcohol, processing the stimulants in your body and if they're still in there processing that's going to cause restless sleep so if you're drinking any kind of stimulant whether that be a workout stimulant or alcohol before bed make sure you have at least three hours to allow your body to process that prior to wanting to go to sleep uh, next you want to make sure you're eating appropriate amounts of vitamin b6 which is needed to make melatonin melatonin being the sleep inducing hormone triggered by darkness in the body so some things that have a lot of good vitamin B6, fish, especially the salmon, halibut, and tuna, bananas, which are also rich in potassium, and then chickpeas, which are used to make hummus. I know a lot of you guys like hummus, so throw that in there. Make sure you're getting a lot of vitamin B6, as well as make sure you're getting plenty of kale and leafy green vegetables, the kale being the superfood. It's got tons of calcium, and calcium <clears throat> deficiency can lead to an inability to fall asleep. So if you're having issues, fall asleep, maybe analyze your diet, track your food a little bit like we do in flexible eating and make sure you're getting enough calcium in your diet. Lastly, throw in, if you're really having issues, you don't think you're getting enough melatonin, you know, maybe you have to sleep during the day because you work night nights. We have a lot of law enforcement, firefighters, those types, people that work nights and you want to boost up the melatonin, even though you're not sleeping at night, try some tart cherry juice it should, it's shown to aid sleep when you drink it twice a day. So maybe morning, evening, right before you go to bed, hit that tart cherry juice and help that facilitate some better sleep. Also, if you're really looking to go a little more advanced and just what you're going to eat and simple routines, some meditation prior to going to bed has always, there's a ton of research that uh, shows it helps a lot. So something I'm going to try moving forward after I do my planning, actually, I finish work. Obviously, we don't finish work until about 8.30 at the gym, but do the planning. After I coach my last class, I'm going to take 10 minutes to completely decompress with some breathing techniques, with some meditation, just silence um, to really decompress from the day and relax so the body knows, hey, we're moving from work 
to relaxation. The body needs to have that fluid transition so it knows, hey, it's time to relax. It's time not to be stimulated. Start moving towards um, your sleep and your bed so that when you lay down, you're not restless. And now it's trying to transition. The transition has already been made. Okay. A couple life hacks there. We covered a good bit. Uh, quick episode. But the biggest thing, I think, to sum it all up for the processes before you go to bed is kind of to turn it off. Turn off your mind. Turn off all the screens and technology. You know, Don't stimulate yourself with nonfiction books. Turn off the mind and be ready to get quality sleep. And then with nutrition, make sure you're getting the right vitamins and minerals, getting the leafy green vegetables, getting your vitamin B6, anything that can stimulate that melatonin so you're ready to go to sleep. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope that helps you sleep. We'll tag a blog post with a lot of this information in the show notes. And I wish you guys the best of luck and sleep well. Thanks so much for listening to Boxside Chats, a podcast for the community by the community of Occoquan Bay Performance. We'll catch you next time.